The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's adworks.com slash billrisser. What I have learned, um, you know, and especially coming from like the tech and the art world, is that the, the industry of real estate pros may be the most warm-hearted, kind people that I've ever met. Um, to be able to have so many um, connections um, so quickly and to really take me in and teach me the ropes, you know, has been remarkable. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions, where industry leaders share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida. Hi, and welcome to Episode 79 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Tonight, I have a guest that is a little um, close to the podcast, I'm going to say, because I'm going to bring somebody on from AdWorks, and if you listen to this podcast at all, in fact, you heard it just seconds ago before I came on and started talking, AdWorks is somebody I'm I'm very fond of. I love what this company does, and they're even allowing me to try and help a charity that I really uh, support, the Colon Cancer Alliance of America. And so, of course, I'm talking about Molly McKinley. Molly's the Vice President of Corporate Marketing and Communications at AdWorks, and if you're anywhere around the country been at any of these big events you've seen molly and you've probably seen a couple of other people from adworks but i'm excited to get to know a little bit more about her and her story so molly welcome to the podcast thanks so much bill for having me it's kind of fun i listen to this so it's uh it'll be interesting to be on the other end as you know if you listen to the podcast i, I kind of start them off the same way intentionally the, the goal of this podcast is to satisfy in a selfish way my curiosity about people um, we, we know these people, you know, we know them either locally or nationally in the real estate space. We all connect together on social and some other places, but I, I want to, you know, find out more. So my first in my first question for you is I noticed, you know, if you look through your kind of history, you're, you've been all over the country, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you were kind of right in the middle of the country. You started off in Ohio somewhere, right? Is that where you were born and raised? That's exactly right. Yeah. I grew up in Dublin, Ohio, which is a suburb of uh, Columbus. And um, I actually am really proud of my Midwestern roots. I um, believe I can outwork anybody um, anywhere, and I, that's, that's the Ohio in me. So, um, But you're right. I have lived all over the place, went to college in Ohio, um, undergrad in Ohio, and then um, moved on to um, Chicago, then lived in San Francisco um, for what was the bulk of my young career, and then um, Florida for but a year, and then on to North Carolina. So I pretty much lived um, around the perimeter, and um, I, I love that. I, I love having you know such an experience of living all over in, in different parts of the country with different types of people. Right. Now, I have to ask you, you, were, yeah. you mentioned Ohio, and Columbus is not that far from Cleveland, and there were some big happenings in the sports world last year, Molly. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the, like the Cleveland Indians went to the World Series. They lost. But the Cavaliers did something amazing, you know, LeBron's homecoming. So were you just just thrilled and fired up like every other Ohio person I've talked to about that? Wait, what, what happened with LeBron? What was that? Oh, wait a minute. 
<laughs> oh. Hey, what um, you don't Molly. know, Bill, is that I'm an art geek, not a sports geek. So I um I know a little bit just because I I'm raising a whole house full of boys. But um, to be completely fair, um, I I really don't know. Did Did you watch Game Seven? <laughs> I did not watch. You Game did seven. not. Okay, so we'll let it go. No, I'll I've just got let a whole it go. House full of kids I'm raising. <laughs> I'll let it no go. Time. All right, I'll let it go. Good call. I um yeah, you do have a house full of kids, and so. And all in that sweet spot range where they're all their teenagers are becoming teenagers. Am I right? Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. So right now right, I'm raising a 13, 12, 11, and a 10 year old. Three are mine, and one is is um, oh gosh, we're just we're we're helping out. Okay. So um, yeah, so we have a house full of uh, preteens. It's pretty crazy around here. So our our thoughts go out to you. <laughs> so that's a lot. of <laughs> Let's let's, it go is. Back, let's go back to that traveling around the country. A lot of that was yeah, yeah. you were in school, right? Because you mentioned you went to school in Ohio. I think you went to Kent State, correct? Yes, I got my undergrad my undergraduate at Kent State. I have a, a dual major in art history and fine art. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So I really, um, you know, I I was actually wanting to be uh, a fashion designer. So I went. Kent State has an awesome fashion school, and um, started there, and then sort of. Thought I maybe was going to be an art teacher and um, wound up with an art history degree. Um, so that was kind of uh, my story there at Kent. And then I actually was one of the only people that I've ever known who has used their art degree um, in real world. I actually worked for an art gallery in Chicago. And then that's what I, I also was an art dealer in San Francisco when I first moved there. And so really got to use the art history knowledge um, and thought I would go on and get my master's um, in a particular discipline and be a curator, um, but ended up going to Berkeley and starting to take classes in interior design. So um, I did that for a very short amount of time because I then moved on to North Carolina. You know, going back to that, you know, that that be becoming like a curator of art. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that is, that's a hardcore devotion to that, to that, yeah. um, that specialty. And it is. Today and what you do today in, in your in, in marketing and communications, that has to be like this super solid background that's helped you in a way that I, I think most of us don't even kind of realize. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. You know what's so funny? So when I was um, one of my, in my senior year of college, undergraduate at Kent State, um, I had to do three papers where we had to write 20 pages plus on just one painting. So I had like. Um, you know, a Renaissance class, a Baroque class, and something else that I'm writing, you know, 20 pages on each of these different topics. And the beauty of that is particularly like when you're looking at one painting and saying, what in the world am I going to write about for 20 pages here? You know, you really become an observer and started to really dissect the painting, um, look at it deeply, um, start to notice the different strokes and the you know, the, the whole the whole thing just sort of takes on a story. So why is this happening like this? And, you know, the strategy of placing, you know, the dogs next to the fruit. Or, and what does that mean? And why? And who is this for? And it, so it really developed this curiosity and this um, observation of things. And I use that all the time in my marketing storytelling. So, yeah, I mean, it, there is a direct connection. Um, right. For sure. So somewhere... In your career, you had to kind of make that switch from, 
you know, this heavy, heavy art influence or design, which really is the same thing in my opinion, right? It's, it's the art of, yeah. of those things. How did that, how did that um, evolve into, you know, you becoming uh, more on the, the marketing communication side of things? Yeah, it's actually a really good story. So I um, was living in San Francisco at the time and I was having dinner um, and we were sitting there and there was a little party going along um, next to us in the restaurant and there's about uh, you know 10 or 10 people or so maybe 12 people and they you know we were watching them and we're like okay so they're obviously not friends but they're very friendly um, you know we were going back and forth about like who they were is this an IPO is this a birthday party you know is this a meetup group what is this event and um, so at the end of the dinner, um, this gentleman walked up and said, hey, I hope we didn't interrupt your dinner. And we said, no, but tell us, what was the event? Um, and so that conversation sparked. Um, it turns out that was Bob Angus of A&R Partners, which was a fast-growing high-tech PR firm in um, Silicon Valley. And uh, two weeks later, I was hired and transitioning into a career as a PR person um, with a high-tech agency. So kind of cool. It was a total wow. sliding doors moment. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I, here I was, you know, working on my master's. Um, well, you know, doing interior design stuff, trying to like develop this, you know, combo art dealer slash interior design consultancy. Um, you know, working at an art gallery in San Francisco, and then totally switched to high to high tech PR. Wow, talk about timing. That's insane. I love that. I know. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, right? Yeah. You know what? All good things in my life have happened that way, right? So it's something that I've really come to trust and, again, sort of be a, an observer. And now when things like that happen, I'm much more present and aware of it um, in the moment. So so all this travel, you even mentioned Florida. What, what, where were you at in Florida? Oh, my gosh. It, right by West Palm Beach. It wasn't there for very long, only about 10 months. And that's on the, um, that's on the Atlantic coast, so... I'm I'm over here on the Gulf Coast. So, did you like it? Yeah, I did. I actually I love the warm weather. Yeah. Um, but I was married at the time, and uh, he ended up getting his got accepted to Duke to get his PhD. Um, ah, so this can, that's how you get to North Carolina then. Yes, okay. exactly. So he got accepted into Duke, um, biomedical engineering department, and um, so we ended up here. So in the Four years, he got his PhD. We had three babies, um, and so that it, I I always joke that he was the most productive person on, um, on the Duke campus during those years. <laughs> now, so. th now this is interesting to me because I know that I know you're not married to him anymore. No. Right. No. Yes, you're married no, to someone else. No, I'm married else. to a woman now. Yes, yes. I um I married the love of my life. Um, so I met her in a yoga studio, and I know people are like, "Wait a minute, guy, and now a girl." <laughs> um, I know it's complicated, but you know what? Love is love, and um, you know, I I met my my wife um in a yoga studio, and she and I have um just this wonderful um you know deep connection and um. It, she's the love of my life. So it's one of those crazy um, moments where, you know, I, I always say when uh, life gives you a gift, um, you just say thank you. Um, you know, sometimes it's just not um, exactly what you were expecting. Right. You talked about sliding doors earlier. And, uh, yeah, wow. That's great. I know, right? 
it's a it's a good story, but yeah, you know, again, I always talk about radical truth, right? And um, I believe that, right? Because happiness is that alignment of thought, um, deed, and action, right? And so when you have a disconnect of any of those things, um, you know, it comes out in in ways. Um, so that's what I'm aiming for: is that radical authenticity and radical truth. Um, and so my truth is that I love women. So. And one in particular. Wow. Thank you, Molly, for being so open and sharing that part of your life with us. Now, before we start talking about how you met Jed and the whole AdWorks thing, I want to know what a yogini is and <laughs> why should I be taking some yoga classes? This is your opportunity, Molly. Convince me. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. So a yogini is a female yoga practitioner. Okay. And a yogi is a male um, yoga practitioner. Um, and so I actually, gosh, maybe eight or ten years ago, I'm not actually sure time-wise now, um, decided to become a yoga instructor. And, um, okay, that's actually, let's take a step back. I decided to do my yoga teacher training, really with the intention of just deepening my own yogic practice and not necessarily teaching. Um, however, when I got through that, the process, you know, teaching for me is, is very natural. When I am passionate about something, um, and I, I just have, I just want to share that. Um, and so for me, it just was sort of a natural thing um, to start teaching. And so I did that actually um, while my, my kiddos were little and um, taught a lot of classes. And then I actually got my, um, my children's yoga teaching certification. So for a long time, I was teaching in schools um, yoga for, for kids and meditation techniques um, and breathing techniques and all kinds of good stuff. And so the reason why you should take yoga classes is because, or for anyone out there, is that um, it really can ground and center you in a way that I have never found anything else to be able to. Um, and I've been so busy and traveling so much. I'm away from my own yogic practice, and I, I feel the difference. I mean, mentally, my, my, my thoughts aren't quite as clear. So I'm a huge believer um, in the power of meditation. And, um, you know, they say all the yoga poses or the asanas really just prepare the body so that you can sit and learn to quiet that crazy monkey mind. So um, it... So that's, that's the aim, is to be able to quiet that crazy mind, and it's worth it. I, I absolutely can see the value there. It, um, there are times when things are just going a 1,000 miles an hour in a 1,000 different directions, and uh, yeah. it is difficult to accomplish anything at that point. Yeah. All right. So when well, I see so many people going down that crazy, like that mind thread, right, and you have your mind churning, and you can actually learn to control that, and um, it's powerful when you do. All right. All right. So I'm going to, I'll throw this out there that I will might <laughs> look into it. There's, there was actually a yoga class tonight in our building up at the rooftop pool, but, uh, so oh my gosh, never... that sounds glorious. <laughs> yeah. It, I will, right? Yeah. It's, the view would be spectacular. At least that'd be great. So okay. well, I'm me... expecting a picture for that one. Oh. So I'm, I'm hanging on for that. Yeah. That post might not ever show up, but we'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get let's get to AdWorks and really and Jed. Yeah. I mean, Jed's an amazing guy. He's he's kind enough to do the podcast really early in my career doing them. And and so, how did you meet Jed and then ultimately got, become connected with AdWorks? 
Yeah, it's another kind of crazy story. So noticing the trend here. <laughs> so a friend of mine, um, you know, I was um, so this is it was really just getting back into the workforce full time um, after I took a little bit of time when my kids were little. I'd have a client here and there, but um, just to keep my feet wet. But for the most part, I you know was trying to stay um, at home with them. And um, each year I would add more and more clients to my roster um, because I had a cons freelance consulting PR business um, and I had my own company called Happykins. We used to make cloth napkins for kids. Um, kind, of, kind of a fun story. Um, anyway, but um, so I was starting to take on more and more marketing consulting clients, um, PR clients. And a friend of mine um, had heard that AdWorks was a new um, startup in town that needed some marketing assistance. So I actually met Jed um, to be a client of my company. Um, and so when we met, the conversation went a little something like, um, I'm not going to hire your company, but I will hire you. And I then said, well, I'm not actually really you know, looking for a job. Um, and then um, here I am two and a half years later. So The, the power of Jed. <laughs> the power of Jed. He has a remarkable charisma, right? And yeah. here I am half yeah. years later. So how do you describe your role? What's your, I don't want to call it a 30-second elevator pitch, but what? how do you sum up what you do there at AdWorks? Sure. So, I mean, I'm, I'm running the corporate um, brand side of the house and the communication side. So what does that actually mean? So um, there's a product marketing team which basically does all the product um, marketing so that's like the, the email and all of that and then my team is really in charge of the storytelling right what is our brand stand for um, who you know we create the advocates for the brand um, we create the storytelling um, the videos the content um, the PR so that's the power of third-party storytellers right um, and, and that's really the work that we're doing. So we're leveraging um, our customer base for testimonials and case studies and all of those um, things that um, it really like the social proof of the brand. Right. Um, this is who we are. This is why you should care. This is what we do. Um, and, you know, sort of, you know, and, and working with partners, vendors, customers, advocates, influencers, analysts, um, to help tell that story. That's how we met, actually. Then, right? Because you reached out to me with yes. when you heard the podcast and said, "I, you know, we've got a guy who's got a very interesting story. He might fit." And that's yes. how that's how I met Jed and you. And yeah, so that's exactly your role. That's you just described it perfectly. So yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, I sort of look at SEO. Um, you know, I sort of look and see, okay, well, who has audiences and why and what is their, you know, so there's a lot of sort of science that I'm looking at behind that before I actually reach out to somebody. Um, so it's it's fun that you were, yeah, you were actually were really early on um, one of the first people that I met when I started the job. You've spent some time with other startups, kind of. You mentioned Happykins, and I think you've been involved in a couple of other, you know, smaller yeah. companies that are just trying to get rolling. Um, tell me what's what makes AdWorks different from the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Jed is a dynamic leader. There's no doubt about that, um, and he has a vision for the company. The, you know, the AdWorks mission is to level the playing field for the very small business. Um, and what I love about that and the AdWorks story is that it, it's inspired, um, you know, and it's, um, it's something that I think people can get behind. 
because ad tech is complicated um, and the ability that the, de the dev team, the product team has done such a remarkable job hyper simplifying something that's pretty complicated and um, you know that's that's hard to do. It's easy to overcomplicate something, right? Yep. It's very, very hard to simplify. And I do think that is something that AdWorks um, is remarkable at. Um, I think the other piece of our AdWorks story that's, um, you know, contributes to success is that we spun out of another successful company called Reverb Nation that Jed had co-founded. Um, and so the concept was proven within um, Reverb Nation and now, um, you know, we're working on building and expanding um, and actually building the brand of AdWorks itself. Um, but I, I like the fact that it was a spin-out. Um, I, I like the fact that, um, we, you know, that the, the team has been able to hyper-simplify. And um, I do think that it's something that people know they need to do, um, but it's hard to figure out how um, to do it. Yeah, we, need to t we probably need to take a brief moment here just to... To, for there, maybe there are a couple people I can't imagine that don't, <laughs> haven't heard of AdWorks or don't know what they do. But I, I talk to people about your product a lot, and I, I, it always comes back to the fact that they kind of want to think it's another lead gen solution. Yeah. And it's not a lead generation solution. It's pure advertising digitally, but it's advertising, and advertising is different than lead generation, right? You it really is. You have to answer this question a lot, so I'll let you answer it here. Yeah, well, I mean, the lead gen, you have to have the whole entire cycle, right? So, um, you know, ads can be a part of a lead gen system for sure, right? Mm -hmm. We drive traffic to a particular place, but the landing page is really what needs to be converting. A lead gen, you know, where you either have a lead capture or you have to have a way to be able to, like, get them to do that next thing. And that's really where we don't do that. We just we're ads. Um, so yes, we can drive traffic and be a part of that system, um, but you know that's that's not really you know that's not our promise to our customer. Our promise to our customer is that we will deliver um, the right amount of impressions um, that you pay for, and um, those are really the, the that's really the right thing to be looking at um, with advertising is reach. Um, but that's a hard message for a lot of folks, right? Because if you're not a professional marketer and you don't understand reach, um, what you're looking for is leads, you know? And so we just get kind of caught in this crosshairs of um, just not knowing, right? So we're really, really, really trying to teach um, and share, hey guys, here's your marketing wheel, you know, advertising plays this role, you know, there's other things to do. Um, and and teach you know teach about okay, if you want to do something that's lead generating well then you need to make sure that you have these other pieces and there are great um, systems out there um, landing pages or you know that you need um, to capture all that good stuff so that, that kind of leads me to my next question I mean you must have learned so much about real estate in the last two and a half years I I, I would like I, I always think that that outsiders are a bit surprised about what real estate's really like when they get into it so. How about you? How, how, has, how has this um, learning curve been for you about the world of real estate? Wow. I mean, it's so fascinating. Well, first of all, like for me, you know, like coming from art and design, you know, I love homes. So there's the, the actual inventory or the actual product of real estate, the home, is something that I'm super passionate about. I mean, I, um, so I love that. What I have learned, um, you know, and especially coming from like the tech and the art world, is that the, 
the industry of real estate pros may be the most warm-hearted, kind um, people that I've ever met. Um, to be able to have so many um, connections um, so quickly and to really take me in and teach me the ropes you know, has been remarkable. And um, I have never seen that in other verticals. On the flip side, um, what surprises me about the industry is the fact that nothing talks to each other. I mean, it's like a disparate series of disconnected um, tech and like the systems don't really work well together, right? And that I see a lot of agents out there just spitballing stuff, um, just trying here and buying and dabbling this and dabbling that and not really understanding the why. Um, and, and that is something I think um, always surprises me when I say, well, why are you doing this? What are you trying to accomplish? And often there's not an answer. And it's like, okay, let's figure that out first, and then we can back into a solution that makes sense to accomplish that goal. Um, but I think there's just so much going on that it's just easy to kind of get caught up in what I should be doing um, and not necessarily thinking about why I'm doing it. Right. I, that's such a great, I love your line. It's almost like a Lemony Snicket subtitle, a disparate <laughs> series of disconnected tech events. You know, it's just awesome because you're right. I, I, what I see all day long in my business, what I do with, with Fidelity is I try and help realtors kind of distill down, well, really, where are you trying to get? So if you're, yeah. trying, if you're trying to get there, why are you doing these three things that don't even come close to moving you in that direction? And yeah. so, yeah, that, that you're right. It's boy, that the, the, there's so much stuff out there. I mean, it's there's so much that can be done, and and there's well, it's it's a tough world to to figure out at times, especially when for some of the people that aren't very tech savvy, when they start roll, rolling into this technology, you see them struggle. So. Yeah, well, and, and I hate to see that, right? Because right. you don't want anybody to spend their money on something, you know. But most of the technologies out there are actually, like, you know, if you know why you're doing it, then you'll be able to properly measure whether or not it's actually working. Right. Um, Just about everything out there it has has the metrics associated to it nowadays. Um, yeah. But you just can't. You but you got to measure, and you got to be able to understand, you know, what's the return. So you're right. So I know that you know you become heavily involved in the Inman world, and I'd love to hear your story about. Uh, the importance that that Inman has in kind of your role and really in AdWorks, you know, kind of position and where they're at. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I credit Inman to um, for so much. I mean, I was again sort of sitting back and observing the industry at this past Inman um, Connect in New York, and I have such admiration for Brad um, Inman to be able to create a platform. Um, for people to truly connect, um, it, I mean, again, I have not seen the same kind of personal human connections that happen outside of real estate. And to be able to know that um, this happens, you know, and, and again, the teachings and the learnings and, you know, all of the stuff that happens at, at the actual shows are fabulous. Um, but I was talking to one of my friends, um, Billy Akofo, and it's like the magic of Inman is really this system for be you know, of, of a safe place to really um, meet people and to ask questions and to bond. And that is something that's so cool. 
Um, so I'm super grateful for them, um, for, for Brad Inman and the entire Inman crew. I think they're all um, marvelous. And um, yeah, it's been a huge part of our strategy. They, they've really created a system um, for connections. And it sounds cheesy because it's connect, but they've nailed it, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's I've had the opportunity to watch it grow. I think I attended my first Connect event in 2010, and uh, it's come so far. And the crux of what Connect is, sitting down with somebody, you know, in the lobby or, or going out to dinner with a group of people and just having um, amazing conversations, or in my case, taking a morning walk with people like Marguerite Jaguer and uh, you know, or and and Ann Jones from Tacoma, and and, and listening to them and some of the great things they're doing, uh, it really, it's just a one of a kind event, I think in our industry. And, and I think you've got, you nailed it. It's just different than other industries. Who else does something really at is. that level? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it before and I've touched healthcare or tech. I mean, I've been in lots of different um, industries and I really, um, there is a tiny bit of magic that happens. And, you know, these are people that you, you can learn from. Um, and you know, it's just, um, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure how, like, you know, cause I know Brad's a news guy, right. And right. so, um, you know, that was his original vision, um, to do this, but boy, he's created something, um, really, really special. Cool. Well, let's talk about creating. So what's, I know that AdWorks is always, you know, it's, it's, you're not going to just stop at real estate, right? I'm not letting any cat out of the bag here. So <laughs> no. what's what's on the horizon? What are you allowed to talk about here on the podcast? What's yeah. next for AdWords? Sure. So we are actually um, launching in mortgage um, title and also insurance. Um, so that's bringing the same ad tech um, that we have in real estate to those markets. Um, that is something that is, you know, underway um, as we speak. We're also um, bringing our platform to Canada and to Australia. Um, that is something that's going to be happening really fast as well. Um, and, um, you know, pretty much the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. There's a problem to be solved. Um, you know, we're going to be looking at it in ad tech, at least. Uh, Australia, does that mean someone might have to go down there and kind of take care of a few things? So that can... <laughs> I'm just curious if there's travel plans in your future. You know, Bill, I am always on the road right now. My poor family, um, yeah, if I, they, they want me home. So we'll see who goes and what. But, yes, we will be launching in Australia. And I, I, it would not be a trip that I would um, want to turn down for sure. No, that would be a lot of fun, especially if Peter Brewer's anywhere in the area. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, I've like, I've had you here the half hour and we're actually recording this kind of late at night. And so you've got a family and, and, and I, I would, I want to wrap up with the same question I've asked everyone on every episode of the podcast. And that is if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent, just getting started. And I know you're not a realtor and you never have been, but you're so close to this industry. I know you've got something. What, what would it be? What would you tell them? To be themselves. Right. I mean, I, um, you know, for, for me, as somebody who likes to build brands, you know, you have to find something that's real and authentic. Um, everybody tries to be like the next guy or emulate the thing that's working for somebody else. And I truly, truly believe that if you find um, the authentic voice um, for yourself and your own business, 
you will magnetize the people that are the right people your way um, and you know that's how your business will grow that radical authenticity is absolutely critical and um, just stop with all the shoulds just find your own path um, and roll with it Molly that's awesome if, if somebody wants to reach out to you and and talk to you about yoga fine art or digital advertising, <laughs> what's, yes, right. what's, what's the best way for them to reach out and get a hold of you? Just have them shoot me an email, um, mmckinley at adworks.com. And how do we spell adworks? A-D-W-E-R-X. I, I say it every time at the beginning of the show, so I just want to make sure that I've, I had it right. So. I, still get it, I still get it lots of different ways, Bill. Yeah. Molly, thanks so much for, for sharing your, your evening with us, and, uh, and really thanks for your friendship over the last couple of years. I really appreciate it. Right, right back at you, man.